Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. I'm smiling. This is the first time in a year at Earl Stewart on Cars that we haven't worn our masks. So, you lucky streamers, you can see my beautiful face. And my beautiful wife, Nancy Stewart's face, and Stu Stewart, and Rick Kearney. Jonathan's behind the scenes, but he's beautiful, too. And uh, I can't tell you how good it is to have the mask off. We're all vaccinated in the studio, and uh, that's one of the benefits of getting the vaccination. I'm not going to do a vaccination commercial. I know that can be controversial, but... It feels good, and uh, you can hear us better, too, I hope. Maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. I hope so. At any rate, uh, as the recorded introduction said, uh, probably muffled. No, I recorded it without the mask, so uh, you could hear me then. Maybe you hear me a little better now. Uh, We're a show unlike any other on radio, or for that matter, TV, as far as I know, or online. Uh, We actually tell the truth about how automobiles are retailed and how they are leased and sold and maintained and repaired. We do mystery shopping reports of the dealers. We've been doing the, this on the show for about 20 years. We've, we've uh, mystery shopped hundreds and hundreds of dealers. We have a particularly, I'm not going to tell you what was really good or really bad, but it was an extreme mystery shopping report that we conducted yesterday. And, uh, I promise you, you will be entertained and uh, interested in our mystery shopping report. We're going through some very exciting times, as you know. Uh, The pandemic in most places in the country seems to be winding up a little bit. Uh, The COVID rate of growth has dropped down, but the effects of this whole uh, COVID phenomenon uh, uh, have lingered. And uh, one of them is a shortage of automobiles, new and used. We've been talking about that on this show for weeks, and uh, it's just now coming to the forefront in the, in the national news and the newspapers and the media. Uh, they're talking about it. But uh, it's a mi- I always say it's a minefield out there when you buy a car. Today, with a high shortage of new and used cars, Uh, It's even worse because the car dealers can't get enough cars so they can charge anything they want. And uh, they're doing exactly that. Our car prices have never been higher, used car or new car. So we tell you to be careful. We've always told you to be careful. You really have to be careful now. Uh, Frankly, if you could delay buying a car, if you don't have to buy a car, it might not be a bad idea because... Uh, Even the dealer that treats you honestly is going to charge you more than he charged you a year ago. 
And uh, it's all supply and demand, it's economics. Remember, the manufacturer's suggested retail price on a new car is just that. It's almost meaningless. Most car dealers have their own suggested price that they pretend to be the manufacturers. It's a, I call it a phony Monroney. But even with the MSRP or phony Monroney, car dealers charge you everything they can get when you walk in the door. Everybody that walks into a car dealership pays a different price. The smart, informed, educated consumers, they can really get some good prices. Those that aren't can absolutely pay horrendous prices. Thousands of dollars over MSRP. I've seen women and men that were not prepared, exploited to the tune of 10,000 and higher profits to the dealer, well over MSRP. So be careful and listen to the show, spread the word. Uh, you can call us at the show, that's uh, the heartbeat of our show is you. Uh, your questions uh, stimulate us, we learn from you, uh, hopefully you learn from us. Our call-in number is 877-960-9960, 877-960-9960. You can text us, get a lot of texts, we, we build a text bank. You know, we, if, we, if we don't get to the text, we usually get to all of them by the end of the show. With the phone calls, we try to get to them right away. The text number is 772-497-6530. 772-497-6530. And strangely enough, our most popular uh, input now, rather than text, we get the anonymous feedback. It's a URL, it's a link, you go to your anonymous feedback, your anonymous feedback.com. Totally confidential. We don't know who you are, where you are, anything about you. All we know is what you want to tell us or ask us or accuse us of. And we get a lot of really good uh, constructive criticism and new stuff that we don't get. Uh, it's become a popular line of communication. Not because of the anonymity, I'm not sure why. But anyway, you're anonymousfeedback.com. Love to hear from you. Uh, as I say, we prioritize phone calls. We try not to keep you holding. Nancy Stewart, my co-host, she watches that phone very carefully, and uh, her job is to interrupt me when I'm babbling, or Stewart, Rick, we all have a tendency sometimes to carry on. You, that phone rings when you're on the, on the other end. We want to put your phone call through. Prioritize phone calls. And speaking of priorities, we prioritize female phone callers thanks to Nancy Stewart, my co-host. And she is a, um, well, she's a, a hero for the women out there. She's, a, she's trying to focus on having greater participation in the show by women because you buy at least half of the cars. And the, the ones you don't buy, you influence the purchase of. You're very important to the economy of this country, the automotive industry, and we need to hear from you more. Men, I guess they like to talk more. I don't know what it is. We get a lot of male callers. We need more female callers. And I'm going to ask Nancy to tell you about a very special offer uh, for the first two female callers. Nancy? Uh, I'll do that in just a second. But back to your topic about uh, what you mentioned when we opened. Uh, 
it, would you agree that uh, with uh, chip shortages and uh, the interest rates that have soared, and uh, of course with all that comes a shortage, uh, whether it be used or new, uh, would you say that that just about wraps up you know, the situation for now and that it is only temporary, shall we say? Now those interest rates on people with bad credit is absolutely obscene and it's embarrassing what people with marginal or bad credit have to pay. Yeah, um, you know, I was, I was reading about the F-150 uh, and you know how popular trucks are and uh, an average of $492 for a payment, monthly payment, although a used Toyota Corolla is $295 a month. So there are some uh, variations out there, and ladies and gentlemen, knowledge is power. This is Nancy Stewart, and I'm inviting you to give us a call this morning at 877-960-9960, or you can text us 772-497-6530. And ladies, you know we offer you something very special on Saturday morning because you are a very important part of the show. $50 for the first two new lady callers. And uh, take advantage of that. We've got a whole lot of time. Call us, question, comment, your opinion. 877-960-9960. I'm sure all of you could use $50 this morning. Uh, for now, we're gonna go to the phones and we've got uh, Roadrunner Steve giving us a call. He's a regular caller and we enjoy his company. He's from Boynton Beach. Good morning, Steve. Uh, if I change my name to Roadrunner Stephanie, do I get the $50? <laughs> How you doing this morning? Good. Okay. I got a problem with my 2003 Chevy Malibu. Okay. It's about pass lock vest system. Uh, when I go in to start the car, the car won't start and the test system is flashing. I called my mechanic about this and it was also in my owner's manual. After attempting to start the engine, if the death system light flashes or stays on, wait 10 minutes with the key in on until the light goes off. Then, then turn the ignition to off before attempting to start the engine again. And then it starts. Anybody ever call in about this? Rick? Not that I have heard, <clears throat> but my first thought is that there's probably something going on with that immobilizer system. Uh, basically, that's the one where you've got the little chip in your key, and it has to be programmed to the car in order for the car to start. Um, oh, oh, the car starts. This just happens, you know, when you least expect it. You know, when you got groceries in the car, you want to go home? Yep. And, it, well, it's always the worst time. It, it never happens at a convenient time. Uh, yeah, it's probably something going on with the transmission. When you're putting the key in, the, the, the transmission of the electrical signal, that is, not the transmission in the car, but when you're putting the key in, apparently that signal that it's sending, the computer's not recognizing. It's getting a, a degraded signal. That's why you're having to leave it on for that 10 minutes. It's kind of gives it a chance to update and let it recuperate its signal. But 
I would say there's probably something going on with the computer that controls that system or maybe the wiring to it. Want a diagnostic check at a Chevrolet General Motors dealer? Uh, yes, I went there. Nine to $1,200. Oh, man. Yeesh. Well, 2003 Malibu, I, I would have to wonder, you know, do you really want to put that kind of money into that system? I no, mean, it's... I do not. I yeah. Joe, for, I'm, going, uh, I'm going out today to look for a car. Joe, my question is, Joe, I called up Chevrolet, Steve. right? They had a phone number in the book. Yep. And I asked them, this is a recall. They said Steve. no. Well, suppose you're driving down the highway and the car thinks it's being stolen and shuts off. Hey, well, Steve, Steve, let me just say this. Just the, the only good news I can give you is your 2003 Malibu is worth more than it's been in a long time. Uh, there's a high demand now even for older cars. Now, the, the bad news is if you want to buy a later model used car, that's going to cost you more too. But uh, it is a good trade-in now. You will be able to get uh, more money than you would have a year ago, which uh, you can rarely say that about a car. I'm thinking of selling it for $2,000. Hmm. Yeah, you might get more for it, especially if the air's blowing cold. Oh, yeah, the air's blowing cold. Oh, yeah, I, I always keep the car serviced. Oh, new, it, new belts, new AC. I had a fuel pump in, new AC compressor in, yeah. new tires. Cold air conditioning you know, at the beginning of summer in Florida, it's a gold mine. Oh, it's a gold mine. Oh, yeah. okay. That's <laughs> what they said about my three ex-wives. Oh, she's a keeper. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, but she got the gold. You got, well, we won't even yeah, go there. Got, yeah, we know what we got. But uh, I went on YouTube, and they show you how to fix that problem. They show you to just pop off the plastic that's around the ignition key, and then pop off the cover where the radio is, take off two bolts, push the ignition switch through there, cut two wires, and put a toggle switch on there, and you... It deters the uh, death deterrent. And it costs like $30. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't know as I'd want to try that one, because if, if it messes up that computer, you, then your car don't move anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. But, uh, but I don't know how Chevrolet, everybody complained on YouTube. This is the worst thing they ever did with this death system, with that. Yeah. Well, well, now that you got the diagnosis, you might want to take it to an independent mechanic who will give you a better price. Yeah, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't touch it. He said yeah. he's not going to touch it. I see. Well, I think the best uh, idea is, be, is because it's an intermittent problem, you can trick a dealer, trade it in, get more money you normally would, and let him find out it's got a problem. Yeah, but, you know, I would have a guilty conscience if they don't find a problem and somebody's driving it. You know what I mean? Well, you you got to decide that if if you want to be more honest with the dealer, then you can't do that. If you want to if you want to do what the dealer would do to you anyway, uh, go ahead and yeah, see if you can't get a big trade in. And at least one advantage: it will not shut the car off. The system only prevents it from starting, but it will not shut it off. Yeah, but uh, I I still wouldn't trust. Well, it did die on me when I was driving. Lucky I was at a red light. Oh, that that would be yeah, some other situation. Yeah. Later on. Steve, let me know how it works out. That's all. You you have a problem that's not untypical, and call us next week and let us know uh, how you did as far as getting that traded in. I think you're right not to try to fix it. It's uh, it's the car's too old and the the current value isn't worth it. So, shop around, try to get a good deal, and call us back. Okay. 
Okay, well, if anybody else has this province with Malibu, not only Chevys, it's with some a lot of GM cars. Do yeah. I know who she is? I think 2001 to 2006. So if anybody else had this problem, let him call in this way I can listen. Very good. With that. Okay, uh, everybody have a good day. You too, Steve. Thanks, Take care. Steve. Bye-bye. Hey, 877-960-9960. Or you can text us. 772-497-6530. Don't forget, ladies, I extended an invitation to you when we opened the show for the first two new lady callers. To, they can win $50 this morning by sharing uh, you know, their visit into the dealership. Or, uh, you know, you may have uh, decided to, you know, stay right at home and uh, go to your PC where it's safe. <laughs> And, uh, you know, you can be protected. They won't even, the dealerships don't even know whether you're a male or a female. Uh, and uh, share that with us, whether you went into the dealership or you just went to the Internet to purchase your car. Or if you uh, had a service situation this week, would love to hear from you ladies. $50 for the first two new lady callers. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Well, we've, I think we've looked at everybody except Stu. We've seen Rick, and if you're streaming us, you've seen Nancy and me. And here's my handsome son, who's Thank also you. in charge of our mystery shopping room. Oh, report. he's dashing. Dashing. <laughs> you know, I had to trim my beard for the first time in a year. It was, it was tough. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're looking good. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, yeah, we went back to an old, uh, an old a standard uh, uh, target for mystery shop. It was a Napleton dealership, and uh, it was Na- Napleton's North Lake Hyundai. Not going to give anything away about what happened, but it it was a good one. I'm telling you, like when we were trying to pick out the the target for this week, and Napleton came up, I was kind of like, you know, we've done why? that. Why? Why? Yeah, why? We know it's going to happen, <laughs> and it, it hasn't been that long um, since we went. But I went back, looked at the records, and we we've been to a few. But um, when we were concentrating on the Takata airbag recall, we did a lot of those um, mystery shops that focused specifically on whether or not a dealer would sell a used car with a Takata airbag recall. And uh, we were kind of we weren't really paying attention to the to the sales practices that most people encounter when they go there. So we went back to our, our trusted uh, methodology. And we uncovered some good stuff, so stick around to around 9.30. We might have to start, um, I think we have to start before 9.30 because it's a pretty long mystery shop. A lot of things happen. (coughs) Involve three different buyer's orders, a lot of different people, (laughs) and a bunch of other stuff that we've never seen Ten pages to the report. Practically. I don't remember what the the file size was. I (laughs) always get nervous when they're big. I'll send a 12-megabyte file to you. Anyway, but it's a good one, and um, I'm looking forward to, to hearing you read it. That's the great thing about having a female shopper. We have a new shopper, Agent Lightning, and I don't believe she's done Napleton, so. She has. I know she did um, Napleton um, Chrysler Dodge Jeep. A different, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. On North Lake Boulevard, but I think this one's across the street or next door or something like that. But she does a good job. Well, let's take a look at that here. Do we have any text over there we should get started on? I want to kick it off with Anne Marie's uh, uh, inaugural kickoff text. Emery says, good morning. Uh, one of the most common complaints about electric cars is that they're so quiet, you don't hear them coming. There's been speculation that manufacturers ought to have some sort of audio device to generate a sound that could warn pedestrians of, an, of unco- oncoming electric vehicles. What are your suggestions what the sound should be? Now, I can tell you, um, I think we'll probably have an opportunity to come up with suggestions for sounds, but a lot of electric vehicles already have this. Um, and as a matter of fact, it's the law, and I think about 10 years ago, 
uh, Congress passed a law requiring all electric vehicles over eight, over 18, no, under 18.6 miles per hour to emit a sound to warn pedestrians. And it was supposed to go into effect in September of last year. And it got a six-month extension. So it was extended till March 1st, uh, a month and a half or a month ago, and two months ago. And um, so I think all new vehicles built have to have this. Already a lot of them do. I know that, like, uh, the electric Leaf does. I, I know my, my daughter's uh, the RAV4 hybrid um, in reverse um, when it's all in electric mode. It makes a horrible hellhound howling sound, but it's it, it will alert you. <laughs> Can you turn it off? No. I, I take offense at that. To me, you like it? It, it almost Soothing. sounds like a chorus of angels. It, you could a chorus of demon angels it's from a horror movie it's like <laughs> this like yeah, yeah. it's it, it's awesome in the shop where it echoes through the walls is it, yeah, it, is it really illegal cool. to turn it off or and can it be I turned off can. i i have not looked in customizable features because so far nobody's asked mm -hmm. if we can turn it off but uh but, all all of the new hybrids now when yeah. you put them in reverse yeah. they will make that yeah wailing sound now as far as amory's ideas ideas for sounds, I think there is a whole, as long as, it, I think the requirements is it has to be over a certain decibel. I can imagine making it sound like an old-fashioned, uh, like chitty chitty bang bang, or or just funny noises, I don't know, duck, I, duck I noises. Want, <laughs> I want the sound effect for George Jetson's oh, yeah. little spacecraft. I think they have a lot of fun with that. So, yeah, Emery, um, you're, you're thinking, and I think everybody's got electric vehicles on the brain. I know I do because I'm starting on Monday. I'm going to be, I'm going to try driving a Tesla for a little while and see what that's like. We have a, a used one coming in, so um, interesting. Very exciting. Um, the world is changing, and yeah, these technological solutions, uh, some of them have been uh, discovered or, or implemented. Some we don't know yet because a lot of lot, lots going to change in the world. All right, uh, jump over to uh, another text. There's no name on this one. It says, my dad was a used car manager at a Ford dealership in the 1980s. He told me and my sisters about how they would take bad cars to the auction, but do cheap temporary uh, fixes like charging the AC with Freon that would fool buyers at the auctions. Uh, they'd buy them and presumably pass these bad cars along to other dealers and customers. Does this sort of thing still go on? Um, yeah, well, well, it's actually, harder. Actually, harder um, uh, there's very little of it goes on because uh, you can protest. See, a lot of cars are sold online now, and they've had a, a surprising number of used cars at auction or bought online. So the uh, the buyers have to have total um, uh, uh, confidence that they can't have that happen. But you're right; it used to happen, yeah. and in, in normal auctions in the past, right. it was common practice. Everybody did it, including my dealership. I mean, it was called buyer beware at the auction. We're all in the business. We're professionals. We have the right to inspect the car before it goes through the auction block. And if you want to be careless and don't inspect it, you're a professional, um, too bad. But it's changed now with the online. They have a, you can back out of a purchase if the uh, defect has not right. been disclosed. So the biggest um, auction in the country is Mannheim, and they're everywhere. And, and, and I would say most of the transactions happen at a Mannheim auction. There are some other auctions, too, that are smaller, but most of them happen through there. And Mannheim requires a condition report. And so you have to report any issues. Um, if, if there is an issue after you rep reported a clean car, um, they have, have recourse and they, get, they can uh, return the car and get a refund. Um, if you announce the car under the red light, you can say, this car's got problems. 
and then they don't really have recourse, but then you're giving a red flag, a red light to indicate there's a problem there. So it's harder. Now there's a lot of um, other wholesale, um, wholesale sales that go on that don't involve the auctions, and that's when dealers sell to private wholesalers off their lot. In that case, um, they don't necessarily have those protections, and a wholesaler could buy a car with the, uh, the coolant charged in an air conditioning, and it will run out in a week or a few days, and that's still a danger, but most of them uh, go through. It's a good question to ask your dealers, like, where did you get this car? Um, I would be um, interest. I would be concerned if it wasn't a trade-in or bought at the auction. If they said it was bought from some random wholesaler, uh, buyer beware. And there are a lot well, of I'll states you, that um, have very loose title laws, yeah. so you could have a flood car or a total car. Yeah. They wash the title. In most states, like Florida, if you have a car that's bad, uh, in the flood or damaged, totaled, uh, it has to show on the title. Uh, in Mississippi, that's not the case. New mm -hmm. Jersey, that's not the case. So Stu's absolutely right. Find out what state they came through and be sure it has a good title law. I'm sorry I interrupted you, Nancy. Oh, that's okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, 877-960-9960. I repeat that number for the ladies because you can win yourself $50 this morning, the first two new lady callers. And uh, I want to thank John for holding. He's calling us from Palm City. Good morning, John. Good morning to the entire crew. This morning I have more oil on my mind, and I have a question for Rick. We discussed on this show that engine oil sits in the crankcase, and it still gets contaminated. We still have to change quite often, especially now we don't use the car. <clears throat> now, I want to ask Rick, I have six quarts that my brother-in-law gave me from 2013. I have no idea uh, what the date is on it, but it's 1030 oil, but it's sealed in plastic containers. Would that oil still be good, or does it have a shelf life on it, or could it still be used? It's sealed in plastic containers, and I don't know how old it is, but would it still be good if somebody used it? Great question. I have no idea. Rick? Perfectly safe to use. Since it has not been exposed to the atmosphere... It has not been contaminated by any moisture or water content, so it's perfectly safe. I was going to say that the oil's been on the ground for millions of years, but we add a lot of stuff to that oil before it gets into the can or the bottle, but you're saying even the additives that are in there are perfectly stable and are not going to deteriorate. Correct. Maybe I still should save it and I see his name on it. Might be a collector's item. But let me tell you something about oil. A lot of uh, oil change mechanics, they run specials on oil. Actually, I would only use synthetic oil because it's not only better lubrication, but it lasts longer. And here's the gimmick that they have. They have the price, but if you read between the lines, it says synthetic uh, oil, synthetic additive oil. All right. In other words, it's a mixture of synthetic oil. It's not pure synthetic oil. So naturally the price could be lower and it's a come on to get you in because you see the word synthetic. Now I make my mechanic use only mobile one full synthetic oil. And uh, would Rick say there is a difference between synthetic blend and just plain synthetic? Well, I mean, I'll throw this in there because I also have a question for Rick. Uh, am I correct that synthetic oil is actually fossil oil? It's not actually a chemical uh, compound 
uh, made artificially, it's, it's processed differently than fossil oil. So we kind of mislead people when we say fossil oil because synthetic oil is fossil oil, but it's just processed differently. Exactly correct. And the, the synthetic blend simply means that it's been processed about halfway, we'll call it. Uh, it's, it gets pretty technical. I, I wouldn't even try to go into it here. But it's basically, uh, imagine it like gasoline. You've got the low grade, the mid grade, and the high grade. And, but you have more of a, uh, an option as which ones you want to use with the oil. Well, I, I myself, I always feel that you get what you pay for. And that's why I insist on the Mobile One full synthetic oil. But there's one other thing I want to say about oil. I never thought that there was really bad oil could be out there. But there's a class action settlement that's going to be, a judge is going to decide on it June 22nd. And it concerns an outfit, a dollar store, which is Dollar General. And it's oil that they sold. 1030, 1040, and SAE 30 from September 2010 to December 31st, 2017. This is a large amount of money that's been set aside. You have to register if you have receipts or can prove that you bought it. The judge is going to decide it actually has damages to cars 1988 or older. They don't say what the damage is. It depends on the mileage of the car and, you know, uh, condition. And it's interesting because I didn't think that they could actually put a bad oil out on the market. It must be very serious because they're talking about engine damage. But on a settlement, some people may only receive the amount that they paid for the oil from 2010 to 2017. Would hmm. Rick care to make a statement on that? What kind of damage can an actual motor oil that's approved by SAE you know, with those weights, 30 and 40, could do to an engine. First I've heard of it. Rick, have you heard of it? I have not, actually. It's a new one on me. But, however, uh, inferior oil or oil that is processed improperly, I could certainly see how it could break down and lose some of its properties and allow damage to occur in an engine. Because you got to imagine, you know, the inside of an engine is a very harsh environment. You've got these massive spinning metal parts that are traveling at extremely high velocities, massive amounts of heat, and the abuse of explosions occurring right in the cylinders above it. So, yeah, I could see that causing damage if the oil wasn't up to snuff. Well, if anybody's concerned for the seven years, there's a website. It's dgmotoroilsettlement.com, and you have to register to be in on this class action lawsuit is also a 833 number 326-0769. So I don't know how many people are concerned, but it's from Dollar General or, you know, uh, Dollar Stores. John, give us that number again, will you please? Okay, 833-326-0769 and the website is DG motoroilsettlement.com huh. and there could be a lot of money involved especially if there's damage to people's engines thank you john that's very interesting i haven't heard of it but that'd be a a, a terrible thing it's not very good uh, pr for uh, the dollar store either the dollar general 
uh, that they would sell something like us. You're, you probably paid a dollar a can for it, and maybe you got what you uh, deserve. Like you said, John, you shouldn't uh, you shouldn't be uh, stingy about buying the best oil for your car, and uh, maybe that's a lesson learned. Well, as I said earlier, you get what you pay for. Yeah, exactly. Very true. Thank you, John. A great call. Hey, John. Okay. Thanks for the letter okay. that you sent okay, out this guys, past week in the. Uh, we can understand. Thank you. Okay, let's uh, let's go. Let's remind the gals again. We're looking for we're looking for those first-time lady callers. Yes, we definitely are. We have a whole lot of time. Give us a call toll-free, 877-960-9960, for the first two new lady callers. And uh, also let me mention Earl's Vigilantes. Uh, sometimes we don't uh, mention it as often as we should, but uh, you too can join Earl's Vigilantes. Help us out. Uh, you don't have to know how to take an engine apart. Uh, but uh, just get out there and volunteer and uh, not only help us, but help the people in your community. And uh, there's still a whole lot of, well, dealers out there that are taking advantage of the consumer. So earlsvigilantes.com, uh, or you can go to Earl on Cars, get the information. We have hats and uh, pins and, and some other items uh, to while you with so take advantage of that uh, i have a question uh for all of you how many of you uh bought you know a, a vehicle uh from the uh you know fr you went to the digital age approach and uh, were you able to get you know maneuver your way through that easily and the reason i ask is because we have you know we have another uh, suggestion for everyone and that is that uh, you become a volunteer and it's called online assisting for the seniors and uh, you know in, in this digital age it's uh, sometimes a little complicated uh, so check that out at Earl on Cars again that number is 877-960-9960 or you can text us 772-497-6530 don't forget your anonymous feedback Take advantage of that and uh, express yourself. We're going to go back to the phones where Marty is holding. Good morning, Marty. Hi. <coughs> Excuse me. Good morning. Uh, I, have a, I have a question. I know you're an advocate of online buying, but uh, if you ask for a price on a lease, no trade-in involved, so you don't have to see a car, and you give a person a price, is that your final price in your case? Marty, uh, it, it uh, can be, and I think uh, the beauty of online shopping is because you make it clear that you want the out-the-door price. You want their best price, and you're going to compare it. Let the, let the uh, dealership that you're dealing online with know that the purpose for you dealing online is for shopping and comparing and going for the best price. That way, they know if they don't give you their best price, they'll never hear from me again. Uh, and remember, when you get a lease price, you have to get more than just the payment. You have to get all the things that can affect the payment, and that would be mainly, is there a down payment? Virtually every lease that you see advertised requires a very large down payment hidden in the fine print. 
the TV ads, the radio ads, the newspaper, the online. There's always, I haven't, I haven't ever seen a lease ad that did not have a down payment. Remember, leases don't necessarily have to have a down payment. When leasing first became popular, there wasn't a down payment. That was one of the reasons people leased, because it required no cash out of pocket. And then it became a way to bait and switch and get you in the door. So do your online shopping. Say, I want your out-the-door price. I want your monthly payment. I want the down payment. And I want anything that's added. I want a monthly payment that I can start making without any cash out of pocket and nail the term down. Leases can be anywhere from uh, six months, 12 months, 24 months, out to uh, as long as you want. So typical lease is 36 months. So if you want a 36 month lease, no down payment, and what's the monthly payment, and let them know you're gonna shop and compare. Okay, now another question I have for you now. I know usually on a lease, you have to make the, whatever payment you agree on, you have to make the first month's payment. And then you got, other than a Napleton type place, uh, you got all these, let's say the license plate and uh, registration and all that stuff. How much is a fair, would you say is a fair in addition to the first payment uh, that they're not trying to shaft you? Hey, Marty, oh, this oh. is Stu. Are you, uh, are, you, are you talking about a zero down payment lease? If, if, if no, down, no yeah, down payment. Really zero, zero down. Okay. But I yeah. Know well, Rick, uh, I'll let uh, Stu get on the, just for a second. To quickly answer your question, you shouldn't get into the tag and tax and ad additional fees because then you're playing their game. All you're going to get is a monthly payment. Now, if they want to be adding big fat fees in there, and if they want to exaggerate the cost of the tax and tag, uh, let them do it because you're going to take that monthly payment and the down payment and you're going to shop it with two or three other dealers. So uh, once you start saying, oh, how much is this fee, how much is that fee, then it becomes confusing and it allows them to slip things in on you. Stick to one thing. You're going to lease a car, get the term, the length of the lease, the down payment, and the monthly payment. That's all you care about. Oh, and, and out of pocket, how much cash you're going to have to write a check for. Yeah, out yeah. of pocket. You, 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 you want zero out of pocket. Well, Sue's right. That's well, better than talking down payment. That is better because they can, like Earl said, they can roll that stuff in. But just to answer the question, um, yes, the first payment is always due at the first, uh, on the first month right when you sign in. That can be rolled into the payment. Um, the other thing is a tag and registration fee. You shouldn't be spending more than 175 bucks on that on a lease. That's the max. And then if there is no down payment, there is no sales tax due. If, a down, if you do give a down payment, sales tax at your county rate is charged to the amount that you put down because all that is is like prepaying payments in a way. So, um, but if you have no down payment, it should just be 175 bucks and your or less, and your first payment. On the, on now, the, yeah. I I saw. Now this is I don't know if it's a national ad, but if you go on your website and you look at a lease, and in the fine print of your lease, it says right. These are twenty three dollars yeah. a month that is in there for an acquisition fee, and it says that is not negotiable. I don't know if that's for you or for everybody. No, that's for the that's for the leasing company and the ads that you typically see for leases. They're put out by the regional uh, distributors. For example, in our case, in Toyota's case, Southeast Toyota puts out a regional special for leases, and they advertise that, and that's the same special that everybody has. But even in the Southeast Toyota um, finance leases, 
they will still have a down payment, typically around $2,500 down or $3,000 down. Marty, the manufacturers and the leasing companies advertising is as deceptive as many of the dealers. All the manufacturers, all the leasing companies in their advertisements advertise big down payments. And it's stupid. I mean, it just, why do you tell somebody they can lease a car for $199 a month and the fine print, which you can't read, they require $5,000 or $10,000 down payment. And the manufacturers do that too. So uh, you can't pay any attention to an advertisement by either a manufacturer or a dealer. You have to do your online shopping, just as you said. And also the acquisition fee that you're talking about, that is charged by the leasing company. It's another uh, way for them to make profit. It's the leasing company's dealer fee. And the dealers also participate in that. They get a, par they get a portion of that acquisition fee. So, so just the bottom line is just to get to the final answer, and I don't want to bother you too much. You're Bottom line. saying that your payment should only be, say, plus maybe $175. Well, First payment with nothing down. No, no. If you, yeah, you want to get a, zero, a true, what they say, sign and drive or, or no money right, down lease, right, right. the only things that are required is to register the car. Everything else, the dealer fees, the, um, the down payment, all this stuff, it's dictated by the, by the dealership. What we're all saying is a great idea. You just say, give me a zero out-of-pocket lease and have, have everybody right. do that. And then later on, once you get the lowest one of those, and if you wanted to lower that payment somehow and put down $1,500 or 200 just to get right. into a budget, then you can apply that um, to those those payments. But it's kind of like getting a bottom line out the, the, out the door price. Roll everything in there. First payment, to tag, tax, whatever you want to do, but I'm going to go with the lowest right. payment. And then call us to make sure that lowest payment is really, <laughs> really low. Well, thanks for the call. We've got two callers holding, and uh, your question you. is the best question we've had in a long time because leasing is where the dealers are making their big money. And if, if you do uh, what we advise you to do, uh, it will save a lot of people because if they're listening, that's the only way to lease a car. Thanks for the call. Thanks, Marty. Give us a call again and uh, let us know the outlook. Outcome. Uh, I want to thank Richard from uh, Connecticut, who's been holding for a while. Good morning, Richard. Welcome to Earl Stewart on Cars. Hi. Good morning. I just want to say before I start, uh, your uh, show is the uh, best show on YouTube, and uh, we really appreciate your show every Saturday. Thank you. Thank you. So I, I want to talk to Earl about my the worst experience I've ever had walking into a car dealership in 35 years of buying a car. Wow. You have our attention. So this, <laughs> uh, so this past this past Sunday, I'm looking to purchase a an Acura RDX. It was a used RDX 2018 for $27,000 uh, listed. Uh, when I got there, I spoke to the salesman, took the car for a test drive. Uh, then when we got done, um, we came back to his office, and I said, uh, I would like to know what the out-of-door price is. At that point, he tried to sell me a, a loan. He tried to sell me all the extras. I said, write it all down, but bottom line is, I'd like to know what your out-of-door prices. 
So before all this happened, I did my research and looked at other 2018s, and it was a navigation package, the top top rate package of the RDX, and got several um, amounts of what other dealerships were willing to pay. Mm-hmm. And he said to me that um, they're one price only, non-negotiable. Uh, we do this because we're the best price in the state of Connecticut, and he came back and uh, showed me the piece of paper. I took a look at it, and I said to him that when I looked at it, that I'm very uncomfortable, that's the word I used, with the out-of-door price. At that point, the salesperson that I found out um, through asking and talking to him during our our drive-through had about six months of time on the job. <laughs> said to me, stood up, said to me, "Well, that's the final price." And I actually got up, and I actually shook his hand. He didn't have even acknowledge me. Shook his hand and said, "Thank you," and I walked out the door. Good for you. <laughs> at that point, Earl. At that point, Earl, I didn't talk to a sales manager. I didn't talk to a general manager. I talked to, he did not have me talk to anyone, and I walked out the door a very unhappy customer. Yeah. I, I just don't understand, Earl, that that person didn't even say to me, what price are you comfortable with? It was like, nope, that's the deal, and you're out of here. Yeah. Well, at least it afforded you the opportunity to go where you could get a better price, and a lot of dealerships uh, they'll keep there you know, they'll keep you there for two or three hours and torture you, and then you then you finally go home. So at least uh, you were relatively unbeat up and able to walk out on your own. <laughs> if you listen to our Mr. Shopping report at the end of the show, uh, after going through that experience, a lot of people probably would have to be carried out of the dealership. But you're you're an educated consumer. And uh, you understand uh, what you needed to do, and you knew what the best price was. And uh, they didn't have it. And you walked, and uh, you will find that a 2018 Acura RDX at a good price. I'm confident. All right. Well, thank you. I just wanted to uh, <laughs> uh, to bring to bring that up. And the other the other kind of push that he tried to use on me is uh, halfway through the um, halfway through the uh, sales pitch on the call he said to me that at two o'clock he has a customer coming in so he might uh be between me and the customer and basically when i walked out there was one customer in the building and they were with another salesperson so it was just another it was just another tactic to try to um try to get me to buy the car but unfortunately i walked out a very unhappy customer and ended up missing the appointment that I had for the other two cars, but it is what it is, and um, those things happen. I have a feeling that salesman won't be there much longer than six months. I I have a feeling he's not selling very many cars, but uh, thanks for sharing that with us, Richard, and I really appreciate that, and thanks for the compliment on the show, and spread the word in Connecticut. Great call, Richard. Uh, Richard, Thank you, uh, and uh, keep, keep doing the great work. Richard, I have a question for you. How'd you feel whenever you walked out? 
you just walked away. That must have been a pretty good feeling. I, I, you know, the thing is, the key thing is, I wasn't, when they offered me the out-of-door price, and let's say that the out-of-door price was 27000 I wasn't looking to say to them, oh, I was willing to buy the car for 22000 I, I had an, an offer that was, that was lower. It was only $700 lower, but he never gave me the opportunity to even present it to him, so... That's the reason why I was very unhappy, and I was not able to talk to his boss or his boss's boss. In in 35 years of buying cars, I've always gone, when I've dealt with a a salesperson, the first thing they do is they introduce me to the sales manager or the general manager. This guy didn't do nothing. Hmm. That was it. Well, he's a bad bad salesman. It's a sign of respect to introduce a customer to your manager. It's just, uh, even if you're not gonna try to push them to buy, it's always a sign of respect to introduce your customer to the manager. And you're absolutely right, Richard. So th- thanks again. Well, and, uh, I, pre- I appreciate your call and thank you very much. You're welcome. Keep the good work up, it's, uh, it's a great show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, only here you can hear uh, these uh, great calls. Uh, we share a lot of information with you. Most of all, it's uh, a whole lot of honesty, transparency, and we can lead you in the right direction or you can lead us in the right direction because you are an important part of the show. Give us a call. Ladies, $50 for the first two new lady callers, 877-960-9960. Don't forget your anonymous feedback. Take advantage of that, youranonymousfeedback.com. And uh, also, you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Well, let's go back to the text. Uh, I think Rick's got the YouTube. Yeah. We do. we got a couple here. Um, this is a little long, but I'll, I'll go through it quick on this one. Uh, Donovan says, Tesla this week announced in quarter one they sold every car they could make of 185000 and that's with only having two models being produced from two factories. Sandy Monroe, a famous EV engineer with a popular YouTube channel, says this week Tesla is 10 years ahead of everyone else in the engineering, motors, battery tech, and infrastructure, and says that the Ford Mustang Mach-E is the closest car, but that Chinese EV makers, electric vehicle makers like Neo and Xpeng, are where the real future is, uh, not with the traditional OEMs or, or normal car makers. Why do you think it's taking the traditional car makers so long to get their heads wrapped around something that Tesla's been doing for a decade? And he says once the Chinese EV makers get into North America, it's going to be very hard for the traditional car makers to push in the market and get a share. That's an interesting comment. I um, <clears throat> I heard the other day that. Uh, uh, Tesla was, as a matter of fact, I heard it from a Chinese correspondent that is was live from uh, uh, China uh, on CNBC, and uh, they're having a problem because the Chinese prefer the Tesla. They say the Tesla over the Chinese uh, the EV is uh, is far easier to operate, more user friendly. Uh, they prefer it. It's a, a consumer choice by the Chinese, and the worry was that. Tesla stock would suffer because the Chinese are, are, are huge buyers of Teslas, and if the Chinese government gets mad at uh, 
Elon Musk and Tesla because they're stealing business from the Chinese EV manufacturers. They could slap them with some penalties and maybe uh, restrict them or a, even a tariff. Yeah. Man, they can't make everything. <laughs> <laughs> and Ernesto says, good morning. I've heard the Toyota Grand Highlander is going to replace the Sequoia. Is that true? The Grand Highlander? Um, I've never heard that. Um, You'll that probably find out true. before we do. They, yeah. uh, Toyota doesn't tell the dealers before they leak it to the news. Happens all the time. The yeah. Grand Highlander, that's a uh, very uh, very prestigious sounding name. It yeah. does. That's like a Grand Cherokee. Ooh, I doubt it. I doubt, uh, but I will look it up. Well, here we are, uh, Toyota dealers, and we don't even know what a Grand Highlander okay. is. Hey, Thank well, you. Well, we, we're not kidding when we say we can be informed by our callers. There is, okay, showing up online that Toyota has teased a electrified three-row SUV that looks like a Highlander. This thing doesn't look like a Sequoia, so I don't, I don't well, think that, Toyota is going to make a, a behemoth. That's the one that's in conjunction with Subaru, right? No. No, this another is, one. No, this is electrified, so it could be a hybrid. We don't know, Ooh. and it's also. By, and this is in okay. India, so this is. Um, I'll keep looking, but I don't know. I don't yeah. think so. Okay, another text. Yeah, um, do you got some more? I got. I got one last one, uh, from Negan. He says, Negan. Na Nancy's a very pretty lady. Loves to see us about our masks now. Says Mr. Earl's a lucky man, and then he goes on to ask a question. He says. If someone buys a new car and on their way home from the dealership, they're involved in an automobile accident, does that fall under the dealership's insurance? He says, I typically don't call my insurance to add the car until the next day. Uh, just wondering, I'm sure mm -hmm. that Earl's had stories about people driving home in their brand new car and having an accident. I don't remember one, but it probably sure has happened, happened and it would be uh, the buyer's responsibility. The, yeah. Once you once once a title once the transaction takes place, uh, the dealer has no more liability. So be sure to verify your insurance. You can do it on the phone, mm -hmm. and uh, as a matter of fact, a responsible dealer would do that for you. Yeah, you should definitely do that. That's always best practices. Um, we've had situations where just because this is our business, we're like, oh, you're supposed to get your car insured. We've had people that didn't do that at the dealership and then got in a situation where they got pulled over. And they got mad at us, and then you know it's now we are w way more proactive after complaints like that to make sure people know it is their responsibility to insure their car, and a good salesperson and finance person will guide them through that process. Yeah. Of course, uh, once you case, drive off, in the our case, our money back unconditional okay. guarantee would take care of them. That's probably, that we're the only dealership where that wouldn't apply. Yes, it's our problem <laughs> if you wreck the car. Once you drive maybe, off, maybe the I, should, I shouldn't have said that live on the air. Maybe you've been once saying you, it for 20 years. Yeah, yeah, right, so right. Forget about it. Once you drive off, drive off the lot, it uh, becomes your responsibility. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, did you hear this uh, question, uh, excuse me, this statement this past week when you went on shopping? I'm sorry, but we just sold that car. But we have others. Give us a call, toll free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Anybody tired of hearing me talk about the ladies? Ladies, ladies, ladies. $50 <laughs> for the first two new lady callers. I know you're out there. Give me a call. Now back to uh, some more texting. Yeah. We got a text here. This is a real world experience. Wait I'm a minute. Gonna, the hand is up. I'm going to interrupt <laughs> you. We got a call coming in. We are going to go to. We got somebody. The Colonel? 
Colonel. Palm Beach Gardens. All right. Good morning. Good well, morning, all. Welcome. Uh, hi, welcome. Uh, thank you very much. I got a uh, question for Rick. Uh, one one thing, I know that when uh, I was having to partake of a smoke outside there on US-1 outside the body shop, that there was a brand new Venza about eight years ago that I had just spoken with a lady that was leaving and pulled out of the parking lot and got sideswiped right on US-1 in front of 7-Eleven. So she didn't get barely 100 to 200 yards. Mm before she wrecked her brand new Venza. Wow. Anyway, uh, just memories of uh, uh, Earl Stewart Toyota. Good thing it anyway, happened in front of the body um, shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got her right back in. You just walked yeah, out there and drove it back truck. in. <laughs> yeah, well, no, the tow truck had to bring it yeah, around the back. It wasn't drivable. So yet. anyway, um, I have, uh, you know, a 2017 Camry, and Rick, I need just a ballpark, a high ballpark. Um, I, uh, because of my situation, I can no longer drive, but I have a driver in the house that loves to race to red light for some stupid reason, and she's heavy on the brakes, so she's getting her income tax return, and I told her, hey, the next brake job's on you. Um, actually, I believe this is the first brake job. It's got like 38,000 miles, and we're going to take the brake uh, job out of her income tax. So the question is, on the high end, to do a, uh, a, a brake job at about 38,000 miles, what kind of cost is that to the uh, car owner? About $300. Yeah, I was figuring maybe 380. I think I'll go with the 385, you know, with tax and aggravation and all that in there. Well, so, you've, got to, right, you've well, also got to get transported to and from the dealership. And you got to get lunch while you're there waiting. Uh, brass rings right <laughs> yeah. down the road. So I'd make it more like four twenty-five. That's a lot of the maybe, brass yeah, ring. Maybe four fifty. I digress. If you have beer. Uh. All right, gang. Well, thank you very much. That uh, the uh, money's coming to me today, so I wanted to make sure of exactly how much to ask for. I'm I'm so all for teaching the young. There. There you go. Yeah. Mark's not that young. Yeah, and, you know, it's weird. That it's a 37-year-old youngster, so uh, this is a good way to teach a lesson that you coast. You know, the best way to save gas is when you see that light turn red, let off the accelerator. Don't let your let the car do the slowing down and not necessarily the brakes. Absolutely. So, all right, gang. You have a nice weekend, and we'll see you tomorrow morning. Thank you, Brian. Thanks. Thank you. It was great hearing from you. That's a good plug was, for yeah. the uh, brass ring there, Rick. Yeah, I was going to say that was a great plug. Their food is awesome. Are you in the mood for the best hamburger and wings and the coldest beer in town? Head on down to the brass ring today and have lunch. <laughs> Stop it. We recommend it. <laughs> Southern okay. Kitchen's also okay. good, too. Who's, who's going to make a run for me? I'm really hungry. <laughs> well, I, work, I work about 100 yards from the, uh, from the brass ring, so yeah. just give me a call. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm happy. We are going to go to our first female caller. Yay! And her name is Rebecca from Jupiter. Good morning, Rebecca. About time, Rebecca. Hi. Um, <laughs> I've, uh, just a, 
I've always said all these years, if I'm ever going to buy a car, I'm going to go to Earl Snow. Oh, bless your I've heart. Been, oh, I've wonderful. lived in Jensen for about 35 years now, but for probably over 20, I've said if I'm going to get a car, I'm going to get it from Earl Stewart because such a the reputation that I'm looking for, I mean... I get sick going to car dealers and just wondering if I'm getting ripped. To, I can't even. I can't even do it, you know. And I'll um, send her a hundred dollars. So this is the thing here now. Like I live in Jensen. I, you know, my car has been fine. I, I barely leave town. But now my husband, he's a, a Vietnam veteran, and we've got some not so good news on his health. And we're having to make now a list a mile long of the different appointments down to the VA in West Palm. So I really need to make sure that my car is very reliable. I had inherited just a small little Kia from my dad when he passed away. So that's been good enough to get me around here. But it's it's not good enough, I feel, to rely on all the time now. But um, I'm looking for, uh, I've been recommended to stick with like a two-year-old vehicle. I'm looking for something like, what would you suggest? Like I've heard the RAV4 or, um, you know, I need something that if we have to evacuate for a hurricane, we can throw the cat carrier and the dog carrier and maybe even possibly a wheelchair is going to have to be involved eventually. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. I heard that, that you also give veterans discounts maybe and um Rick has, Rick has a thought. What do you suggest? <laughs> right now, my wife is driving a 2019 RAV4, and yeah. because she has trouble with her knees and can't walk very well, she has one of those little uh, the four-wheel electric scooter that you sit on and, you know, an electric thing to, to get around. Right. And it breaks down into pieces. It fits very nicely in the back of the RAV, even with the yeah. back seats up, but... It is, it is just a little bit snug getting it in there, but it, it will fit in nicely. Um, right. A manual wheelchair might be a little tighter. You, if you're going to look at one of those, you might need to step up to something the size of a Highlander. But right. otherwise, that RAV is a fantastic vehicle for that. And like I said, that little electric scooter that comes down into four different components fits beautifully in the back. Okay. And I think, you, Rebecca, I think you really like the uh, the rev and uh you know it sounds like you have your hands full and gosh you got to say to yourself it's the 21st century you think that you wouldn't have to spend that mental energy on such silliness whenever you're going to go purchase a car or 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 for you to say cash you know we just want you know the best deal and a reliable and and um rebecca and, and uh because we're not a commercial uh, I have to tell you that the Honda CRV is a great vehicle. And, uh, well, well, that's you know, I have a very good mechanic. I take my my Kia in and get it serviced all the time. Mm-hmm. And okay. I, when I talked to him, he said, "Get a Toyota or get a Honda." He yeah. said, first get a Toyota." Yeah. He said, first Toyota." He said, "But the Honda is is really good too." Yeah. So you, you do you usually have some some um, couple of year old Honda CR? We try, but right now is a kind of a tough time. If, if you've been listening to the show, yeah. um, inventories are really low. But yeah, yeah. most yeah, um, like at most Honda dealerships and Toyota dealerships, there are people who are trading in um, vehicles. And yeah, we, we typically see Hondas at our dealership, and I'm sure Ed Morris Honda gets some Rav4s over there. And um, it's best to look at. It. It's tough. Use Auto Trader um, and expand your search out from just a local area, just as far as you as you're willing to. Um, um, to right. consider. And I know. Uh, I was going to yeah. drive, you know, because I live in Jensen, so I said, well, tomorrow I guess I'll drive and stu- go to Stewart there mm-hmm. and 
go to the different dealers and um I, i'd start yeah. online um i would save gas and time and all the all the horrors that you describe when you go into a car dealership right you can get a lot of information what we're noticing here on the show is like when we do these mystery shops now take this with a grain of salt most of the right. dealerships are doing a one price thing on their used cars um mm-hmm. we've had a hard time getting them to you know to negotiate with our mystery shoppers um, so right. you can get an idea of what you'd be paying, but just bear in mind, um, even up in the Treasure Coast, you're going to look at big dealer fees on the used yeah. cars just as well as new cars. But um, right. Um, but yeah, use use online tool, tools. Um, Auto Trader is probably the easiest and the best just to see what's out there. And okay. w- when you set a two year old car, you're right in the sweet spot. That's um, that's where you kind of get the, the the best value. Um, the car is already depreciated down. Uh, th- right. th- that depreciation curve kind of flattens out a little bit after the first uh, year or so, and um, and so you you let the original owner take the big brunt. That's the old cliche, but it's true. Right. And um, right. so uh, like so, a 2019, 2018, or even a 2020 is something that you can you should take a look at. Right. I think well, the we have to go down to the VA today. So um, you're you're would, like um, on Route One, like kind of like in North Palm Riviera Beach. Area. Yeah, if you're at yep. the VA, you would just shoot a uh, Blue Heron up to US 1 and, and then head north. And on the way, you'll okay. pass uh, a couple of dealerships right on the corner uh, at Morse Honda. There's a Kia dealership right there on the, I think, or is it Nissan? What Nissan do you think of Hyundais and Kias? I know that you're a Toyota guy, but... Uh, I hate them. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, no, 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 that's not true. Yeah, they I had a bad really reputation. considering. Yeah. I was just like... No, 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 you should consider them. And yeah. um, um, another thing is also... Um, I've been stealing Earl's consumer um, reports login for about 15 years, and I finally uh, got my own because <laughs> he didn't mm-hmm. have the premium package. There's there's a mm-hmm. there's upgrade, so like I think it was like 50 bucks or something like that. And um, uh-huh. look at the cars, and they actually will rate the used cars as well. So you can say I want to look at a 2018 or 2019 CRV or a Hyundai or a, a Tucson. So there's lot. Okay. Tucson. The, they used to have a bad reputation. The Rav4 and the Honda CRV are about comparable to each other as far as quality and reliability yes yeah, there, there's a lot of great choices out there rebecca and i tell, i'll tell you what uh the most comfortable place to go safe place to go is the internet just like uh, Stu said and there you can remain anonymous there you can look for you know what your needs are and you can take your time and you don't have to put up with all this silliness yeah, as i put I it and yeah. like I said, there's a lot of tra- Honda. Uh, Honda is a, a great competition for us. There's, like I said, there's a lot of great cars out there. Rebecca, are you a Costco member? Costco, no. Yeah, you might even consider joining it. Sixty-five bucks, and uh, they have uh, good prices on new and used cars. The really? new car price, Costco, huh? yeah, yeah. Uh, they, huh. they they have recommended dealers in every zip code area, and. Uh, uh, the the best deal is on a new car. Uh, you get a, a fair deal on a used car, not not as good as the new car prices, but right. at least you're not going to be taken advantage of yeah. if you yeah. decide to buy a used car and go through a Costco dealer. Yeah. Also, yeah. another okay. another uh, avenue of information. Uh, Earl and I use it uh, daily, and that is the Consumer Reports. And there's so much information that you yeah, can find. Yeah, I got, got out my little Consumer Reports book last night, and I'm looking, and yeah. you know, and I said, okay, you know, it's time I mean, to get one. Better get, you know, better get serious here, you know. A lot of people yeah. have called me about the uh, the uh, April edition, uh, which uh, you know they really uh, zero in on best used cars under mm-hmm. twenty thousand dollars. 
Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot to do out there. There's a lot of choices, but uh, to stay in control. And another feature that I think that it sounds from your conversation that you really need is comfort. The comfort yes. is major. And, uh, you know, once you drive off, you know, it's yours. Yeah. So it's something to take your time and consider. Plus, and I'm, it sounds know, like I'm, as if I'm that you're... I'm scared off by all the new technology. I'm like, am I going to... Is it like driving like a computer on wheels nowadays where um, you have to learn so much? Or, yeah. Kind of. Wherever yeah. you buy, there, just be sure that you have, before you sign on the dotted line... Uh, be sure you have an informed yeah. person, salesperson yeah. or service person that goes over the technicalities and push every button, throw every switch, point to everything you don't understand and okay. get as good an education as you can before you drive it home. Because when you drive right. it home, you might be in trouble. They're not going to pay as much attention to you as before you sign on the dotted line. That's true. Yeah, great advice. Rebecca, I hope we answered all your questions, and I hope you stay in touch with us. Yeah, maybe and, I'll uh, swing by your place today after his um, appointment down there today. We'll um, very, swing by your dealership and see what you have there. Okay, very good. Uh, Rebecca, I'm going to send you out uh, $50. You are okay. a first-time winner, and okay. uh, you can uh, email me, and I can get you the... Okay. Your, I can get your information, and I can get you a check, and I'll mail it out this week. Okay, great. Stay on the line well, with our uh, with our control room. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. Th thank you. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-697-6, excuse Hello? me, 7... Can anyone hear me? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Huh? yeah what are you doing here? <laughs> He snuck Mosher? up on us. <laughs> is this Mosher? Oh my goodness! I'm 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 actually recognized. Yeah, we recognize you. Yes. <laughs> I'm, How I'm, are you guys doing this morning? Welcome. We feel free this morning. We have no thank masks you. on our face. <laughs> thank you, thank <laughs> you, thank you, thank you. Oh. Well, it was a pl really a pleasure to talk to you guys, and uh, thank you for being on the air and helping us in income poops. Uh, <laughs> now you're quite welcome. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> We don't know much about, you know, about anything, and, but that's the way the world works. So thank you for reaching out to us. Now, uh, I'd love to get to my, my situation, and which leads to my question. Just to recap, uh, I have at least a, a nine, uh, 2019 uh, Cherokee Jeep, which I leased from Schumacher. They've been very nice all along, uh, and uh, the, my lease is uh, about to terminate on uh, October 20 of this year. Uh, couple, the, one of the, the first monkey wrench that got me going on this was the fact that in three weeks, going up to New York till October, where the car will sit in my garage, collecting dust, having to pay um, a monthly uh, lease fee, which is not bad, it's just the $314.88, $315. Uh, sitting here, as I said, with nine, almost just about 19,000 miles, and it will have 19,000 miles when I come back in October and the lease ends. It makes it a, in a green puff condition. So all these, that's what got me going. Maybe I should trade it in early, get a better deal. It's a great deal. So uh, I first went to CarMax to see how much they're going to offer me. They offered me 23000 on the spot which I couldn't do because I need the car till May, May 20th is when I leave to New York. So we could not do a deal, but uh, th th I got a starting point. After mm -hmm. that, I went to Kelly's Blue Book, 
entered my thing, all my uh, information. Kelly's Blue Book told me that my car is worth $23,785. At which point, three dealers immediately called me. They picked up on the fact that somehow they're uh, Kelly's Blue Book. Mm. They offered me uh, Kelly's Blue Book on the spot. And then one, one dealer even offers me up to $1,500 more, uh, all do, contingent upon inspection, of course. Mm-hmm. Makes sense? So now he says, hmm, I got some hot totsy on my hands. <laughs> What's going on here? Everybody wants my, my thing, so maybe I should not let it go so fast. Yeah, you're <laughs> maybe right. Maybe it's worth keeping it. Maybe it's worth keeping it for 350 to sit in the garage for five, six months. And then I heard the news about the chip makers and the assembly lines being held up, and everything is going to start going up, and nobody can get new cars. Now the prices of the used ones are shooting up, so what am I doing? Wait a minute. Okay. So You're having fun. Change, change <laughs> of strategy. I'm almost Bear with me for a minute. I think it's a de- development is very interesting for anyone who listens. Because I, I, I'm learning. Let everybody learn. But here, so finally, I, it, it brought me to, a, to an, another in, another situation of thinking, and this is where I am today. I said, hey, let me look at my uh, residual price. So I go to my lease contract, and I'm looking at it as we're talking, and the residual price is 20956 and 20 cents, almost 21000 Just as out of curiosity, I decided to call the lease company, which is Ally Financial. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, as I told you last week, uh, I wanted to buy it from them initially. They said, no, Florida law, you've got to go through the dealer, which right away got me going, if you recall, last week. So uh, I, I called several times. Uh, I'm a little persistent. And finally, uh, they were all nice every time, but finally I got a gentleman who really knew what he was talking about. And I said to him, listen, do me a favor. Look up for me the residual price. And at the time, I didn't have a copy of the contract. Somehow the dealer never gave it to me. He says, it should be in your contract. I said, I don't have a contract. Do me a favor. Would you look it up for me? Very interesting. I did, at this point, which a couple of days ago, I did not have the lease contract. So he's doing me a favor. He's nice. He says, your residual value is 20165 hmm. Woo! I said, that's a great deal. So I said, do me a favor, send me a copy of the lease contract. So he sent it to me in the email. I printed it out. I'm looking at it. So even though, and the lease says to me, residual is 20,956.20, but the guy, a nice guy in, in, in Ally told me 20,165. Hmm, somebody tacked on $800. Yeah. I wonder, who, I wonder who's playing in the kitchen. <laughs> so uh, that's uh, obviously that's obviously amazing. Somebody, yeah. So for, again, somebody. And now this 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 lease is titled on top, Ally something. Ally quick lease. It's Ally their quick. it's their lease, and uh, they think their lease price residuals is different than what's on their contract, and that is uh, one for the books. I. I got to hand it to you. I have not heard this before. That is, uh, uh, I've heard the dealers play games. You two things you haven't heard before. (laughs) (laughs) One last week and one this week. What a pride! (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, I I just I love your uh, your comments because you're 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 extremely smart. You're you're extremely astute. You're the you're the uh, 
consumer expert uh, that we're trying to create out there, and you're really digging up some strange things. Uh, here you have a leasing company, a nationally known leasing company traded on the stock exchange that is actually deceiving their customers. It's, uh, you know, I, I, I'll bet you there are a lot of lawyers out there thinking class action right now. As I told you last week, sign me up. This is, <laughs> well, this we're is working real. on it. And I mean it. I yeah. mean it. I'm, 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 uh, I'm yeah. you know, when, when wrong is done, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'll sign up. You but here's the interesting thing. Again, I'm, I'm saying to myself, now, now, Earl, and you guys out there in the studio, you've been embedded in this industry, so you know a thing or two. And, as, and you, um, I'm a little surprised uh, that, that, that this you didn't know about, but apparently there is a, there, is, there are two, apparently two residual prices. One is an in price, in quote unquote, which is the lower price, that the guy quoted to me uh, from Ally on the phone, 20165 mm -hmm. And then there's a price number two, which is jacked up, which is what's written on the lease contract, which is uh, still an Ally contract, a jacked up price where about $800 is tacked on. I don't know where that 800, who's pocketing it or who's splitting it, but something is happening, and we, the poor schnooks, are paying for it. Yeah, there, now, there is a lease the disposition plot. fee, but they normally don't pre-add it into the residual. The residual is, by definition, legally, one number. And for them to have two different numbers, one on yes. the computer at Allied Headquarters and the other one on their contract, uh, that's deception. Yes. I don't care what their reasoning is, it's deception. And uh, you ferreted it out uh, and very cleverly, but if this is, they're doing this to all their customers. I don't think they're picking on you. Absolutely, and, and not that I found it out by smarts. I will not take credit for that for smarts, but I'll take credit <laughs> for being at the right place at the right time with the right incident just because I did not happen to have the lease contract, and he was extra nice. Yeah. The previous people that I called for ally, like four or five of them, mm -hmm. didn't want to disclose anything. Mm -hmm. They refused to disclose, disclose any amount because they don't want to deal with me. Go through the dealer. But this guy was, you know, we struck up a little of a friendship and my usual corny jokes. I don't know. Don't be surprised if you get some calls from lawyers that listen to the show. They're salivating as we speak. Wonderful. Bring them on, baby. <laughs> now, let me finish the story because it, it goes till yesterday. So hear me out. This is very interesting. Uh, so I said, hmm. Uh, I, so I said to him, do me a favor, send me a copy of the lease. He says, no problem, right away. And uh, while he's sending me the copy, I, uh, in parallel, I'm calling the dealer. And I'm talking to uh, one of the gentlemen there. I have his name. I will not disclose it this time, but if necessary, I will in writing. So I said, no, do me a favor. I don't have a lease copy, uh, 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 but I, I think uh, Ally is going to send it to me. But in the meanwhile, would you tell me what is my residual value? So he says, yeah, I'm going to go look it up. And he tells me the same number that is ended up on my lease uh, contract, which is 20,956.20. Mm -hmm. Okay, that jives, even though the two numbers are different from, you know, the contract as we just spoke. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? Now, I got six, five, six months to go till October. Do I want to get rid of it now? So I'm thinking, and finally yesterday I said, you know what? What if I trade the car, I take it back early, and I try to get a brand new car, same type, I love the car, the Jeep Cherokee, 
19,000 miles. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cream puff. It's attractive. These three dealers, dealers want it. Let me call. So I call Schumacher, and I get a very nice guy named Arthur. Real nice guy. Um, and I tell him the whole situation. I said, Arthur, if I come in today with my car, I'm leaving in three weeks to Florida. You're going to get yourself a car and do a trade-in. You get me a new car, and I'll, I'll give you this car, and we'll work out the paperwork. And I want the same, hopefully the same rate, uh, 315 a month. He says, of course, I, I, I don't blame you. Let's see what we can do. Give me the numbers. I give him the numbers, and I give him the residual. And da, da, da. He looks me up, calls me back in five minutes. Listen to this. He says, no go. I said, what do you mean, no go? Hmm. He says, uh, we called up Ally because we have to purchase the car from Ally if you do a, a trade-in uh, for a new lease. We have to buy the car from Ally. Even though the, uh, the, the price in the lease says 20956 that's the price to you. But now Ally has to sell the price to us. Mm-hmm. And because of what's going on in the market with the shortage, mm-hmm. they want from us, from Schumacher, $25,600. So mm-hmm. in order for us to get your car, you can possibly buy it for 20000 as as is stated in the lease contract, which was an estimated price, which was estimated three years ago when you first released the car. They never expected this mayhem to go on with the shortage of the cars. They jacked up the price now. And you can buy it probably for 20900 as stated in the lease contract. We cannot. We have to pay 25600 so it doesn't pay for us to buy the car. Yeah, exactly. Well, we can't buy the car. We they, can't they, do a deal. That's because you have to make the rest of the lease payments, and they know that. And they're just tacking the other the lease payments. The, lease payment, the rest of the lease payments is $1,500. It's yeah. $315 times five months. Yeah. Well, they're, 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 uh, they, they have you because... They don't think you're going to go out and exercise that. And you don't know if when, in October uh, the car will be worth as much as it is now. It probably will be. It'll probably be worth more. But it's, it's a gamble. If you want to cash in now, you have to do it. And you can't do it because you owe those lease payments. So it's, uh, it's something they're just, they're just probably gambling on you not doing and waiting until October. I, I, I think I I'd wait. I, I think you're going to get more than the 21 or 23,000 in October. I think the shortage by October will be acute and that the price will be higher. I think you're in the catbird seat and you should just wait it out, let your car sit in the garage, and every day it's getting worth more money. Well, I'm going to count, I'm going to count the money every time I go into the garage. I'm <laughs> a, a cup of coffee just to feel better. Well, Moshe, I don't think you're going to be able to top this experience, but you're an amazing guy. Uh, I hope you can call in next week with something and and uh, I'd love to. Listen, th- thanks. Moshe, you, you should take your you should take your show on the road, Moshe. You're a, you're quite the comedian and the negotiator and everything in between. Well, I, 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 I try to laugh at life. I'm 75 years old, and, uh, you know, I'm, I try to look at the uh, half, half glass that's full. But one thing I'll tell you now that you mentioned it, I go swimming here in, a, in, in our pool every day. Uh, we go at the same time, and I'm, uh, every day they say, no, what's the new joke for today? So uh, I get him going, you know. Did, well, did, did you say you look at the glasses half full? That's right. Yeah, no. that's what I say, but Earl makes fun of me because I have that accent. I think I detected that when you, you said the same thing just Absolutely. now. That's, uh, that's Absolutely. 
that's what happens when you're from up north. Okay, Musher, thank you so much. What a uh, enlightening call. And uh, you certainly are an informed consumer. We enjoyed your company thank this you. morning. I enjoy being with you guys, and we're go- God willing, next week. Yeah. Thank you so much. We're looking forward to it. 877-960-9960. And ladies, I have $50 uh, for a second female caller and i'm looking forward to it i think we're going to have two this morning i can feel it in my bones they're running out of time though fifty dollars yes as Stu said we are running out of time the uh mystery shopping report is going to be coming up so uh ladies uh, jump on the phone give us a call at 877-960-9960 we have a great mystery shopping report coming up uh from napleton north home hyundai and you can always count on something extremely interesting. So stay tuned for that. Now back to Stu. Understatement. Mm-hmm. Understatement of the week. I bet. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have a text here. This is kind of a real-world uh, shopping experience. It was somebody who went to Palm Beach uh, Mazda and tried to buy a car. I got the hand went up again. What's going yeah. on? We have a lady got, uh, we're going to have to go back to the phones Mike is holding. Hi. Good morning, Mike. Mike's calling us from Wellington. Good morning. Good morning. Can we help you? Good morning. How are you? Great. Uh, Yes, I had a question. Uh, Actually, you were talking about the uh, fellow who had the the lease, and he had five or six months to go. Couldn't he just uh, pay those five or six months right now and then buy the car right now? Yes, he could. uh, Sell the car for a profit. Yes, he could. He could do that. And uh, uh, he's gambling a little bit that the price will go up. uh, you can't guarantee the price will go up. Uh, I'm thinking it will. Uh, the way this uh, economy is going with a microchip shortage is chronic. Uh, supply and demand is working in his favor. And here we are in the May already. October's not that far, my guess is. And if I were, if I were Moshe, I would gamble and wait for it, uh, wait until October, exercise the residual value purchase price and have not have to make any more payments. I think that car is going up in value every day. Right. Uh, that, that's a good possibility. But my only concern was that he was, he was thinking of getting rid of the car so that he can buy a car in October rather than have the car sit for five months. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that would just be another disposition. But you, know, you guys are great. I love listening to you. I get so much information. And uh, I'm happy to talk to you. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for the call. Please call again next week. Yeah, Appreciate thank it. Thank you, Mike. Okay, uh, we are turning off the phones, and we <laughs> are going to Good. go back to text. <laughs> <laughs> trying to read this one text for, for the whole show. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Um, oh yeah, as I said, a listener went to Palm Beach Mazda and tried to uh, buy a Mazda Mazda three, and. Uh, went through this very similar experience to our mystery shoppers went went online saw the online price looked like a firm price uh, jonathan has the pictures i don't know if you can get them up on screen fast enough but there was an internet price of 29.524 he went into the dealership went through the whole rigmarole the whole rough and tumble thing and wound up with the price of 36,071 before um the thousand dollar dock fee hidden fee and um, and also $522 in non-tax fees. Well, those are legit. Um, apparently, they added a bunch of stuff on there, including this sounds like a, a an old soul song, Crystal Fusion, 
or is that crystal blue persuasion? I think that's crystal blue crystal fusion is, uh, was added. Unwanted <laughs> resist all was added. Both of those were five hundred dollars, uh, two hundred and seventy dollars for window tint, and they just jacked up this price on them. Uh, by the way, they did demonstrate what the crystal uh, blue persuasion was. <laughs> it was it was Rain-X. <laughs> they, they showed them. They squirted the water on the windshield and they show how it um, uh, beat it off. And aren't you aren't you too young to remember that song? I, I'm not too young to remember that song. And Rick's going to tell me how much does a bottle of Rain-X cost? No, I just uh, want to know. Where can I get a job putting that crystal fusion on for five hundred bucks for putting on Rainex? There me, you go. You're not getting a very big cut of that. You'll probably get five bucks. So uh, oh gosh, yeah, that's that. Oh well. Uh, um, let's see. We have another one here. Um, Too bad. Interesting. Is, is negotiating for a car more difficult than it was twenty or thirty years ago? What do you think? Um, no, I, I, I think it's easier. Yeah. Uh, it's unfortunately for the uneducated, for the naive, uh, for the careless. Uh, it's a nightmare. In fact, actually, if you're really naive, it's not a problem at all. You just go in and pay all the money, and you're happy. Uh, <laughs> you know, back when I was evil and back when I was first a dealer, and my uh, goal in life was to make as much money off of every person that came in the front door, uh, particularly the ones that weren't very sharp. Uh, back in those days, we had a saying that the person that haggles and argues about the price uh, is is usually the most difficult customer and most unhappy customer later on. They say, we used to say back then that the person that comes in and pays us all the money we ask is very happy with the car. We're nice to them, he's nice to us. It's a love fest. It's a love fest. And <laughs> that's the kind of naive look at the world that car dealers have today. And I, I was there, I've been there and I've done that. But uh, no, it's, uh, it's easier if you have the, you have the internet, tools. the greatest yeah. tool of all time. You have uh, auto buying programs like Costco and Consumer Reports and True Car, and uh, you uh, have Earl Stewart on cars, and you have a huge uh, wealth of uh, advice. Kelly Blue Book, Edmonds. Uh, yeah. uh, so we. Thirty uh, years ago, you were on your own. Yeah. If you take uh, years ago, you got taken advantage of. You just didn't know it. Is that better? I don't think so. It's like an arms race between consumers and car dealers, and I think the consumers are starting to win finally. I, I mean, so. as as the consumers became more educated, dealers started trying trickier things like these addendums and all this sort of stuff, and then the consumers get a little bit better, and then we came along and we mm -hmm. just leveled the playing field for the consumer. I like to think so. Yes. <laughs> um, what kind of maintenance? Here's a text. What kind of maintenance is required on electric vehicles? I said everybody's got electrical vehicles on the brain. I know there isn't any oil to be changed, but don't the, the axles need greasing? <laughs> Maybe. Um, I looked that up, by the way. I was just curious because, like I said, come Monday I'll be uh, driving a te Tesla for a little while. I looked up Tesla's uh, recommended maintenance, and here's what it is real quick. Every two years, clean the cabin, uh, replace the cabin air filter. Um, there is a high HEPA filter that they have, and they recommend uh, changing every three years. Uh, they recommend rotating the tires every 2,600, every 6,250 miles. Every two years, check the brake fluid and an air conditioning service every four years and every six years for a Model 3. And then if you live in a cold area, they recommend lubricating the brake calipers every 12 months. Other than that, they list no other required maintenance. Yeah, people don't talk about that, but that's really one of the greatest things about uh, electric vehicles is the fact that yeah, they're a very simple machine, very little, uh, there's, there's no moving parts it's, uh, except the tires. 
and uh, yeah. And uh, so you can see what the low cost of operation is, not just the, the fact that you use electricity yeah. instead of gasoline because you don't have to maintain the car. Yeah, and not only maintenance costs are cheaper, repair costs, I would imagine, there's just less things to break. You don't have transmissions, engines, pistons, all exactly. the other moving, yeah. clanging, banging, oiled parts. Uh, yeah. This is uh, yeah. kind of like, uh, it almost seems like terribly prehistoric and, and primitive to me now yeah. when you think about it. Real quick, a couple of anonymous feedback. We'll get to the mystery shopping report. Um, here's an anonymous feedback. It says, please set a limit on caller's time. It does not help your show. Think of all your listeners waiting. They call back week after week and wasting my time. Well, we try, you know, um, yeah. if we have a good yeah, topic. You, know, you hit on one of the most difficult things. We talk about it all the time. We talk about our time because we get carried away individually. And uh, it's hard. I don't like to be rude to anybody. Uh, occasionally you have someone that's on for a long time that's extremely articulate and, and interesting and entertaining. Uh, for example, Moshe, the call, mm -hmm. he was on the phone for a long time. But no one wanted to cut him short because everything that came out of his mouth was, was interesting or entertaining. Uh, and occasionally we get somebody that's not so interesting and entertaining. But we don't like to be rude to anybody, and it's a problem. I mean, we have to deal with it. We have to deal with each other. People get mad at me because I cut Rick off or I cut Stu off. I, 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 off. I show Earl my watch all the time. Yeah. So <laughs> we're, 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 we're conscious that anything anybody has to say, I'm doing it right now, isn't interesting yeah. to other people, yeah. and we have to... It's like an orchestra. We it's have to a, conduct it. it. It's, uh, it's quite a balancing act uh, for everyone that's listening right now. And uh, truly, it definitely is a balancing act. And we truly try to get you know uh, each and every one of you on the air. Um, and we, we do the best that we certainly can. But uh, let me tell you what. You are an important part of the show. Our listeners, our callers, our texters, we take, I take the time, and I haven't done it yet, during this show to thank you all for being a big part of Earl Stewart on Cars. And uh, we'll work on your suggestion of this balancing act that we need to fine tune. All right, I got one more and it's anonymous feedback and I read it because <laughs> I'm gonna probably crack up on a reading. It was anonymous feedback. I don't know if there's a real question in here, but it's entertaining. Hi Earl, I just wanted to tell you about the dream I had the other night. I dreamt I was at your car dealership trying to buy a car and a salesman was treating me with old school tactics. He was bullying me and laughing with the other salesman trying to get over me on the price of a new car. The salesman in my dream referred to himself as Stu Stewart. <laughs> Although he was way shorter than the real Stu Stewart and younger with long hair, <laughs> in my dream the long-haired Stu Stewart walked away and was laughing with his buddies saying, there's nothing I can do about the price of this car. I then told the whole group of salesmen laughing that I was going right over to call the owner, Earl Stewart. All the salesmen, including the long-haired Stu Stewart, then got a very worried look on their <laughs> face. That's exactly the face it would make. Um, and then I woke up. I just thought I'd share that with you. I Thank did. you for sharing that with you. That's great. I'm, I think it's really cool that people dream about our car dealership. Yeah. That's, I do. That's what, <laughs> All the time. <laughs> that's what happens when you have a late night meal. That's uh, right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's turn it over to Earl and Mystery Shopping Report. Okay. Napleton North Palm Hyundai. Hang on to your seats. Hang on to your hats. Mystery Shop. Napleton North. Napleton, the infamous Napleton. North Palm Hyundai. Last year we mystery shopped Naples and North Palm Hyundai during our Takata airbag investigations. They failed the Takata test and we uncovered over $5,200 hidden bogus fees 
and unwanted add-ons. But the last time we ran a sales tactic mystery shop on Naples and North Palm Hyundai was all the way back in April of 2019. They didn't do so well then either. Bait and switch with a sale price $6,000 higher than the online advertised price. Napleton has four dealerships listed on good dealer, bad dealer, good dealer, bad dealer list.com. You can find that on earlandcars.com, and we list all the recommended dealers and on the ones we don't recommend. All four of the Napletons have F, don't buy, grades. So we didn't exactly have high hopes for a better experience with Agent Lightning this week. We joke around about the Napletons on this show and use their dealerships as examples of the worst the car business has to offer. All this is based on real-world experiences of at least a half dozen mystery shops all over the last 18 years. In all that time, and we've given them ample opportunities to learn and grow, Napleton's dealerships have earned the reputation as a rough and tumble place to buy a car fraught with risk for car buyers. In a way, we feel like we're failing here because you would think... It improves some. You would think that at least either they would sue us or uh, send us an anonymous feedback yeah. or uh, worse, but uh, just to continue a business as usual I imagine is baffling. I think the dealer reaction is just like, ignore Earl, just stop, yeah. don't, don't provoke them. They're probably smart. Yeah. yeah. They're probably smart. Um, and all that time, and giving them, well, I just said, and we keep giving Naples chances to get right by going back again and again. This is what we're doing this week. Sending Agent Lightning, our female uh, shopper, to investigate their sales tactics. Agent Lightning found an online ad that offered a 2021, new 2021 Hyundai Elantra SE for sale with payment of just $99 a month. That's a, the $99 a month. Can I just say this? If you see any ad for any new car for $99 a month, laugh and move on. Laugh. Uh, uh, ignore it. Just think it works, folks. I'm telling you, you can go on TV anytime. You can go online anytime. You go on anywhere and you'll find a $99 a month. What is there magical? It's, only, mean, it's not even 100 I mean, it was $199. There is inflation. They were using $99 a month. In the 60s. Yeah, in the 60s. <laughs> that was a great car payment back yeah. then. Car dealers <laughs> upgrade. Yeah. Go to $199. It's almost believable. Yeah. When you see that, just imagine Earl's voice in your head saying, ain't going to happen.com. Ain't going to happen.com. So, uh, you know, I'm serious. I'm serious. I, you'll find one if you look for it, and this is the one we found. Uh, the ad promise, okay, for uh, $99 for a lease, that's usually the, the catch. That's usually the hook. It's a lease. But this one said, or a finance purchase. You can lease it or you can buy it. $99 a month. And they come in. They, they wouldn't run the ad if people didn't come in. And she couldn't read the fine print. There was a big block of fine print, yeah. but it was blurry. She yeah. blew it up, couldn't do it. Yeah. Here's a report. Naples ad for $99 on a new uh, 2021. Mm -hmm. It says 202 in my script here. Uh, I know it couldn't be a 202. Uh, <laughs> I had a form to request more information. I filled it out to get the ball rolling. Okay. My printer printed out on both sides today, and it's like a book. That's I like it. Very, very environmentally friendly. Yes. Within a few minutes, I received an email from Gabriella, a visual marketing specialist 
with an embedded welcome video. Gabriella was a personal young woman who thanked me for choosing Napleton and advised me of the great experience I was about to have. I laughed as I typed that. Yeah, I emailed this message to Gabriella, and uh, she, uh, she says, Rehi, here's a video of your vehicle, me. Uh, and this is me talking to Gabriella uh, Esperon at Napleton North yesterday at 4.04 p.m. I requested the pricing and the online special for $99 a month for 84 months. Can you email me the breakdown of that, please? So I'm asking Gabriella to break down what is the information on that $99 a month? Never got a reply. Surprise, surprise, surprise. So I decided to just head over to the dealership. I was annoyed that my email went unanswered, and I decided to incorporate this frustration into my shopper's persona. I walked into the showroom, was greeted by a man named Jimmy. He asked what he could do for me. I told him I was trying to buy an Elantra SE online, but he didn't seem to be, uh, but I didn't seem to be getting anywhere. Jimmy listened, then told me that he had an appointment coming in and he'd find someone else to help me. I waited for five minutes before Jimmy returned to say he couldn't find anyone to help me. He said he could just get started before his people came in. I, I speculate, oh, they came in on the $99 ad? I ain't gonna talk to them. <laughs> Right. Jimmy led me to a desk, took out all the information. I told him I was helping my son to buy his first car. And he said he'd chosen the uh, Lantra SE because it was, it was economical. Jimmy complimented my son, good sense, he misspelled compliment, and said that, during a car, uh, that buying a car was the best way for a young person to build credit. Uh, uh, Did you just say I, no, I misspelled compliment? No, I, I, you oh. said it later on, oh, yeah. <laughs> and in my brain, okay. I had a short short in my brain. Okay. Later on in the right. in the email, they misspelled right, compliment. Right. Uh, Jimmy warned me that their inventory was very low and told me about how they struggled to get cars to sell. He said they were warned that it was going to be get worse, too. And I, well, that's sure. the only true thing you'll hear, you'll hear <laughs> right. from Jimmy. Savor that moment. Yeah, right. Jimmy's appointment showed up, so we left to try again to get a salesperson for me. He was back in a few minutes with a very young salesperson named Niles. Niles sat down and reviewed what Jimmy had entered to into the computer, acknowledged that I wanted to um, Thanks, a 2021 launch early, but said he wasn't sure if they even had any in stock. He went on to tell me the same thing about the inventory shortage. He would need to speak with the manager to find out if, it had, if he had any Elantras that would work. Niles was gone for a while, I forgot to uh, time him. Uh, when he returned, he had a story for me. There was only one Elantra as he left in stock. It was in service, and since it was the end of the month, his boss said he'd do his absolute best to get as close to the deal and the ad as he could on the next model up, the Elantra SEL. I agreed reluctantly to consider it. I said it might be nice to surprise my son with a nicer trim level. We went outside to drive one. We found the Intense Blue, I like that name, Intense Blue Elantra on the lot, had an MSRP, 23,180. It also had a big fat addendum label, and the addendum label added another 2,741 bucks to the MSRP. Napleton's list price, the phony Monroney, was 25291 It was a weird addendum that combined free services, and this is where they misspelled complimentary, like free appraisals, uh, multi-point 
inspections with charges for 199 nitrogen, nitrophil, and the interior protection package, listen to this, $1,495, $1,495. Interestingly, Naples Addendum also had a disclaimer on it that indicated that all that stuff was optional. My son had a uh, profanity, vulgar prof word in there that I, I didn't use. But I think it's FCC. Crap is not, crap yeah. is not yeah. that bad. I won't use the other one. We returned, although it was used later in the later report. That's <laughs> the most profane <laughs> not report me. we've I've ever typed up. <laughs> we returned from an uneventful test drive, and while we walked across the lot, two nearby men were speaking, laughing, here it comes, and cursing loudly. Lovely atmosphere. One of the men, embarrassed by his language, uh, uttering the word I just mentioned before that I wouldn't say, apologized. He said he was Louie, and he ran the place. <laughs> hey, I run the place. Uh, my name's Louie. Uh, he says, I'll give you an extra year free maintenance because so I said something really stupid he said the S and vulgar. Yeah, but I'm going to give you a one year free maintenance. That really but cost you got to buy a car. Really I'm not going to apologize. Right. But if you buy the car, I'll give you the free maintenance. Right. Yeah. Oh, he said he was sorry. Okay. Niles confirmed that Louie was indeed the boss. <laughs> the big boss. The big, no, boss. the big boss is Ed Napleton. Yeah. He couldn't be the big boss, but he's a... He's the large he, boss. He's a little boss. He's large. And he would take care of me. I said that's good because I was already turned off by the all the extras that were on the little sticker. We sat down at the desk and Niles left. After 10 minutes, he returned and asked if he could see the ad I was talking about. I pulled up their website on my phone, found the ad, showed it to him. He was trying to read the fine print, <laughs> but he couldn't on his own ad. I tried picking and zooming, <laughs> pitching and zooming, but the print just got blurrier. <laughs> That's the way they designed it. He gave up, returned to his manager. He came back with a worksheet. The right side itemized a cash purchase. The left side displayed a grid with payment options. None of the options uh, were, a one, uh, were a $99 payment. Not even close. Surprise, surprise, surprise. The top line was MSRP 23180. They took off a $2,782 discount, but wait, they started adding. The first was a shocker. <laughs> this is a shocker. I hope the feds are listening. Yeah. This is a violation of federal law. I'm talking FBI. $1,005 for freight. Hmm. We checked. On day's freight charge, manufacturer's freight charge, 1005 was already included in the $23,000, $180 MSRP and the invoice. In other words, you've already been charged once for the $1,005 in freight, and Napleton, Hyundai, is charging you again. Double dipping. They added $399 for Shadowmark, whatever that is, uh, $2495, $2,495 for Xylon Silver Level, and $459 for Window Tent. That uh, must be some tent. <laughs> That's so <laughs> dark. Just you, can't you can't see. see. <laughs> it's so good, you can't even see outside. 
Uh, and well, you can't see inside or outside. That's how much I, it would I cost. It, and then they charge you four ninety nine to take the tent off. Well, I thought for that price it would be the tent that <laughs> it goes clear at night and only darkens during the day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go. What do they call those? Wait, they say, yeah. hey, there's more. They saved the best for last. They included, listen to this. Oh, you skipped all the dealer fee stuff, too. Oh, dealer fee. Oh, my Lord. Uh, listen to this. Uh, Eight ninety nine dealer services, one twenty nine e tag fee, fee, uh, one forty nine private tag fee, and one ninety nine dock fee. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even add those up. Uh, and then uh, beyond that, two thousand five hundred seventy one dollars for an extended warranty, and uh, hard to believe. I mean, you just don't ever see a warranty added on. And in total, Napleton's uh, Palm Beach Hyundai added $8,305 in unwanted add-ons and bogus hidden fees. A new record. Yeah. A new record. I told Niles that this was nowhere near <laughs> the $99 a month. And uh, I, want, you know, I want to say that Niles would say, listen, you were dumb enough to believe you could buy a new car That's for $99. I figured you were dumb enough to pay $8,000 in, in extra fees. We but, gotta, and Niles didn't say that. No, I told him that this was not going to work. I was mad and told him I already said I didn't want these add-ons. I said I only had $4,000 to put down. And the only fee I felt I should have to pay is the official fee for a new tag. Yeah, his his best payment was uh, $356 with $7,000 down in 84 months. Man. It's crazy. Man. Uh, did, you, did you skip ahead on me or was that your That was back. You skipped yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I missed that. Okay, thank you. Uh, so Niles wrote in ballpoint fan, new tag, $4,000 down, $100 a month. Then he added me to initial the paper so he could take it to the boss, see what he could do. Niles came back 12 minutes later and exclaimed, he found the catch. I found it. I found out <laughs> we're trying to screw you. I found you. our catch. I, he... didn't know how the screw, I didn't know what the screw was. And I finally talked to Niles, and, or I talked to, who talked to, Louis? No, no, no. You'll find out who he talked to in a second. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So anyway, you need $10,000 down. I said they, that didn't make me feel any better. I only had 4000 and the ad was still terribly misleading. Then I asked him if $10,000 got the payment down to $100, wouldn't 5000 get me to $200? <laughs> Miles thought about it. Yeah, I guess so. I said <laughs> if I came up with another 1000 I could get a $200 payment. Miles asked me to sign some paper again and went back to the boss. We turned with another worksheet. This time they left out the Zylon, whatever that is, and the extended warranty, but included everything else, included instead of the 8305, there's a jamming on you, they added uh, 3239 in bogus fees and unwanted add-ons. Also, they were nowhere near the $200 payment. I'd already bumped myself up to $5,000 down. My payment was $298.54, let's call it $300. And I came in on $99 a month ad. I told Niles this will not won't work. I really stretched to get to $200. My son and I could not afford $300 a month. Niles suggested I agree to split the difference with him and he'd go back on his boss and play the game and fight for me. I said I was running out of time, didn't want to play games. Niles left, returned in a minute with Eddie. Okay. <laughs> we got Louie, we got Eddie, we got Niles. Uh, Louie's the big boss. Uh, he says bad things and swears in front of women. He recognized uh, me as the one who overheard Louie yelling uh, the S-word. He said, 
I was a favorite customer of the day, and he was gonna he was gonna beat me up. He was gonna beat Louie up. He was gonna beat Louie up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he should beat Louie up. Louie's the big guy. He's yeah. the head man. Uh, I can get a better deal. I said I didn't have any more time. I needed to get to work. I had to stop for gas at Costco first, and he lit up. Uh, I asked if I was a Costco member. I said I was. Eddie asked Niles if he checked the Costco price on that Elantra. There we go. Okay. So they, even even Mapleton knows about Costco. Um, uh, my Costco card pulled up the Costco auto uh, site program and in my info. Uh, Niles printed a Costco pricing sheet. The price was twenty one thousand seven thirteen. And it was interesting how they arrived at that. They discounted the MSRP by 23.62. Then they added 8.95 for the Naples Experience. Uh, and then they took off $1,700, uh, saving on dealer-installed items. Uh, this brought the, uh, the price to 21.173. She indicated that the 8.99 dealer fee wasn't included in the price, uh, but it looked like the $1,700 was there to offset both the dealer-installed items and dealer fee. Uh, bottom line, it was a better price, but it was $460 higher than the Costco price. A good thing, and listen to this, uh, other than the fiasco that we're going through here in Naples and Hyundai, yes. if you're buying a car on the Costco Auto Program, you have Costco to back you up. If the price they give you is not on the Costco uh, member's price sheet, which you should demand to see, if it isn't that price, then you can call Costco, and they will call the dealer, and they will make the dealer comply, or else they'll cancel the dealer from the program. And the dealer would not want that, so they wouldn't meet the price. So after this carnage of uh, obscene, uh, ridiculous uh, uh, salesmanship on the part of Naples and Hyundai, we got one nugget out of this Costco member-only program. It's worth a $65 membership fee, even if you're not a Costco member. Anyway. And he tried to switch me again. I said no, and we walked out, and uh, um, arguably uh, about the worst experience we've had as long as I can remember. And uh, there we are. And I guess it's uh, time to vote. Okay. And are I don't up. even need to ask, but we will honor you to hear your opinion. We always like to read the, uh, uh, the grades. So we have Linda says, vote, vote, vote. I vote a huge fat F. Martha on Facebook gives him an F minus. Jonathan in Wellington uh, says, let's make this easy, F. Mark says a grade lower than F, like a G or an yeah. H. Yeah. It isn't fair to the people we give Fs to before uh, to give uh, right. Naples and right. yeah. right. we, Well, it, it affects the curve. It does. You it know, does. the more Fs, the lower the whole, yeah. they bring the whole thing down. And uh, I think, uh, who gives them this? Is Bob gives them. I'm advertising my grade as a D minus, but switching it to an F and sending it this twice, like the freight charge. Thank, he just double dipped his S. Thank, thanks, Bob. <laughs> I've got Ernesto with an F minus. Andy, F. Mark from St. Louis, F, F. Snuck in a second F, although it was already in the invoice. We got two thinking alike here. And for me, it's, it's worse than an F. It's a zero. Yeah. <laughs> Nancy? I was wondering how I'd phrase that. <laughs> Emma, what a train wreck. Mm -hmm. Good Lord. I think I'm going to throw up. Uh, these people ought to be horsewhipped. 
Uh, <laughs> my hat is off to our female shopper. What a job she did, absolutely, without a doubt, to get through, yeah. muddle through this bolt, to get through this uh, mess. Uh, my con <laughs> congratulations to you for a fantastic job. Uh, did, did I grade them? Uh, did I give them a, a Z or a, you don't have to say anything. a minus? We, or we, we know where you're going or, with or this. Or a thing. P or a T or <laughs> you do know where I'm going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I appeal to someone that knows Ed Naples and he lives locally. Uh, someone ought to call him, and I don't have his number. Uh, I don't have his home number or his cell number, but anybody knows the man. Uh, tell him that uh, what happened on the show, tell him he either ought to sue us or he ought to uh, clean up his act and uh, uh, get some managers in there that uh, at least are going to be legal in the way they treat their customers. But uh, we're on live radio, and this is going out on the airwaves. And uh, I think uh, uh, somehow, if you're a friend, call him up. Say, uh, you need to go to whirloncars.com, go to the archives, and listen to the radio show, Mystery Shopping Report, and hear what happened at your Hyundai dealership. And uh, do you care? Great idea. <clears throat> okay. I think we're out of time, are we? Yeah. You know, I got a little bit of time uh, after the show, and, well, I know uh, Ed. I know Ed's address, and I'm going to pop over, <laughs> have some coffee, <laughs> talk to him, and I'm going to take this mystery shopping report with me. And deliver it. <laughs> And a baseball bat. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> we got a, a <laughs> we got a couple minutes left. Uh, it, well, with with a statement like that, ladies and gentlemen, you know I'm always looking out for you. Number one, stay tuned. Next week we'll be right back here Saturday morning. We thank all of you for joining us today. You do make up a great great part of the show. Have a great weekend.